Once upon a time, there was a smart young girl Woman. named Santi who went to an Ivy League school. She grew up and moved to Brooklyn where she started posting every day on the internet with a liberal feminist bent. But I took her away from all that and now she works for me. I do not work for you. My name is Andrew and this is We Got Issues. Hi, uh, this is We've Got Issues, our episode three, and I'm Andrew. This is Xanthi, and uh, we're going to switch some stuff up today. Are you ready? Are you ready for that? Because you got some feedback from all of our, from our fan, from Toby. <laughs> from our fan. I did, and and um, some of the feedback was that Andrew talks a lot. <laughs> and we, we just, by the way, for the, for the benefit of all of you, we just spent 10 minutes trying to make my voice less loud, and I don't think we succeeded. So. No, we have a very sexist microphone. And, We've decided. And Xanthi, it's, it's the mic, and Xanthi's sitting literally like three inches away from the microphone. <laughs> I'm sitting all the way across the room, and I'm still going to be louder, so there's nothing... It's just you know, who we are. It's just that's it's just the world that we live it's, in. It's it's our this is our brand. It's a gender biased world. <laughs> Andrew's louder than me. Jesus. All right, so um, the first thing we're going to do, we're going to start with what we usually close with. Right. Yeah, which is um, this game called Not My Tribe, where one of us asks the other questions about um, uh, drawn from media that the other person may not have consumed. So Andrew's been asking me questions from. Breitbart. Mostly Breitbart. Which, and then, which is not really a news source. Let's and a little bit say. of Ann Coulter, who I... I also not a news source. Okay. <laughs> she's not. Cool. So this, you know, was very she's tricky for me. She's a creative genius, is what she is. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, this was really hard for me because all of the uh, news sources that I read are actual news sources. Yeah. So... And, um, and I'm well-read, so... <laughs> exactly. So my fear is that, in fact, Andrew will know the answers to all of these. But you know what? Let's... Let's give it a whirl. It's okay. All right. So here's my first question for you, Andrew. Are so th you... this is not my trap. So this is the places that I probably won't read because that it's not what I'm interested in. Or what in. you didn't pay attention to, okay. I would say. Okay. So go ahead. I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. So uh, number one, mm -hmm. uh, this week the president got caught up in a controversy over whether or not he spoke disrespectfully to the widow of a soldier killed in Niger. Yes. You may have heard about that. Yes. Uh, what subject was the president not asked about in that Rose Garden conference? Uh, what was he not asked about? Mm -hmm. Specifically. So the, so the problem with that question is that you could be like, who is in my kitchen? He wasn't asked about who is in my kitchen. <laughs> well, it's a bit of a leading question. Right. But it's also... Considering a, what came out. Anything could be true. Um, so uh, what was he not asked about that he should have been asked about or could have been used, asked about? In terms of, or, or that he in fact ended up speaking about. Um, um, you give up. I, you give kind up. of. Uh, he wasn't asked about. Uh, she was on the other foot. Now, um, in Niger, maybe like Boko Haram. No, he no. was not asked about whether he made condolence calls. In fact, no, no member of the press brought that up. The president himself launched into a long um, description about how he made condolence calls and that um, previous president. Oh, so in other words, not. he pivoted and he said... He dug he, himself his own hole. Right. Well, and as he's and prone, jumped in. As he's prone to. Okay. But he wanted to talk about that because I guess... Because he's uh, amazing. Because we had that... Amazing. No, we had that whole condolence call thing and he wanted to get that out there. So he was that, bragging. He's... But it backfired a little. He's a, okay. He's a special person. All right, yes. yeah. So, um, and this is a related question and, okay. then, and then we're going to get off this topic because actually I think everyone's kind of sick of it. Which? Um, the whole Niger... Um, according to the New York Times, I always thought it was, which was I, Niger. No, well, that's really not that surprising. Andrew. I don't. I'm not. 
I always did. I, it's, I mean, yeah. But I mean, when... If, did you uh, take French? Yeah, but I guess... When what, kind I'm of really elitist, what kind of elitist are you? I don't you think I've ever French. really actually mentioned that country Niger. before. Okay. I think it's actually well, one of those things that scares yeah, me to exactly. say that word. Mm-hmm. Well, but now you know. So that's like the Niger. big thing. Niger. Niger. According to the New York Times... French and Niger? They do. I think. According to the New York Times, blank is, quote, the next battleground in Islamic terrorism. Oh, according to the New York Times. Mm-hmm. It, we're talking about a country. Um, perhaps. Oh. Or a region. Uh, uh, Africa? Africa. Thank you. And do you know why that's important, Andrew? That's important. It's because, really only, yeah. Because that is, in fact, the story that all the newspapers and all the media should have been covering. That Africa is going to be yeah, the not, not how the not president spoke. To the condolence calls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I actually thought the whole condolence call thing was, I, it put me in the horrible position of sympathizing with Donald Trump, which I never <laughs> want to be put in. So I would, like, I really wish yeah. that the media had not, and like this woman had not because look, at the end of the day, nobody should be making no. political I mean, in the end, it actually was just, call. in the end, it was actually just kind of funny to me because I think I could imagine really clearly that John Kelly was like, here's what you say. You say, this was a man who died doing what he loved. He knew what he signed up for. This was his passion. And then the president gets on the call and totally just Uh, screws uh, it up entirely and says, he knew what he signed on for. And like, just, it's a disaster. Of course he does, right? But then, is that an appropriate time to play gotcha? No, it's just everyone can't stand him. So they're just, they're just, they're waving. Um, Anyway, the larger point being that America, in fact, we've now learned, has 6,000 troops in Africa, um, which in fact, most senators did not even know. We haven't had that before. That's new, or it's a very that? large number. Where um, all over oh. Africa fighting Islamic terrorism. Okay, well, moving we were on. Living it for a while. So this is like really. This is serious. So this one's a little bit less serious. Okay. And I think you might know the answer to this, but I, I I'm hundred percent well. sure that our audience does not. Um, hosts, there are some hosts of a podcast. Oh God. Okay. So really, like colleagues of ours, basically. Yes, I, I um, think I know the story. They were posing. With, uh, they sent out a tweet where they were posing with the um, Bill Cosby uh, star yeah. on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And the tweet said, Hey, libs, try taking this statue down. And they got in a lot of trouble oh, for it. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you, what was the political affiliation of these podcast hosts? Well, I, well that's a, is, that a, uh, is that a binary answer? So I, I think they, I assume that they're right. Well, no, well, maybe not. Maybe they're left wing. Maybe they're, I'm going to go right way. I'm going to go the right way. Okay, so they're actually socialists. Oh, that's right. They're socialists, and they are host of a socialist podcast. But I think I know, now, this may not be, there was one that was called Cum Squads. This is what this is. Oh, no. It was related. I just remember reading that, and I was like, that? You know, like, we don't have the best name for our podcast. (laughs) Z to A, we've got issues. But at least it's we're not. At least we're not yeah. cum squad. That yeah. could be. That would be worse. I totally agree. So with you. Um, totally agree that's with the only reason I remember that. Yeah, so these were some. So they had to take that tweet down. Or what was the statue? What was the well, they said take this statue down. They were speaking metaphorically about the Bill Cosby star. Oh, the Bill Cosby star. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. But you couldn't. There take are no because it's on because it's on the ground. You couldn't actually remove it. <laughs> I guess you could. You could like dynamite. Yeah, it. you could. Okay. Uh, number four. We're in four? Okay. Yeah, so you're doing... So okay. I have still you have one point. One point. You're writing okay. it down, just to be sure. I'm just keep, yeah. keep uh-huh. careful notes. So I'd like you, Andrew, this yeah. is a little test of how much you've been paying attention. Okay. I want you to name three institutions or public figures okay. who have um, seen mass complaints 
of sexual harassment oh, since the Weinstein uh, allegations oh, that's came good. to light. Well, I know one of them because it was today, Mark Halpern. Who okay. I, by the way, he was my favorite, as I was telling you a little before the podcast, he was like like my favorite news guy. Yeah. Like I had a favorite news guy because he just, he always seemed to kind of have a little smirk on his face. And mm, it's probably because yeah, he was know. just sexually grind- harassing. Because he was grinding up against his... He was harassing someone in the green female, room and that female colleagues. made him feel joyous. Yeah, yeah. So, There's um, five. He's, he's up to five. He's got five. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, one. Very that's good. That's one. Oh, I um, two more. Then there's this guy. Um, I, he's not. He's the he's the director who went around with Alec Baldwin and did that show with him. And it's Toback. Good. Toback. Very good. James. And he's Toback. got like three hundred. He's a total creep. Yeah. He's a. Um, he's pretty gross. He's I think a frotteur among other things. <laughs> that's such a good word. Right. I love uh, the word frotteur. I think a lot of these men seem to be frotteurs. Who knew? Um, who knew? That was just. Uh, it's just a great word, and then uh, bad idea, bad thing to do. But yeah, great any word. more? Because there's um, a, there's quite a few. So, so Tobak, and then Halpern, and then um, gosh, I need to get three right. So yeah. um, there, oh, shoot, who else is a horrible person? Um, I mean, these are allegations. To allegations, be, to be fair, right? Yeah, yeah. But um, Un- unproven, even though women have come forward, you know, by the dozens in right. certain cases. Uh, I can just run through my list if you'd like a little. I'm kind of drawing oh, yeah. a blank. I'm right. sure it's like some powerful CEO. Actually, of, no, no one from the business world. No, yet. the business world's all Hollywood. No, not all. Do you want to hear some? They give me a hint. They give you a hint on NPR. Um, New Orleans. What's New Orleans famous for? No, Marty. You were just that's in New Orleans, Orleans. so was. that's unfair because you know it's. Um, Actually, I had no idea. Someone asked me if I hung out with this person last weekend, and I had no idea. If what it's New Orleans, about. it either has to be a politician or a celebrity chef. Uh huh. The latter. It's a celebrity chef. Yeah. So it's one of those guys uh, who's a celebrity chef. I think Paul Prudhomme might be dead, so it's right. Really not Gordon him. Ramsay is he a guy? No, no, he's English. You bet that I bet that guy. He's one of them. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You know what? By the way. Okay, I'm gonna, never mind, I'm not going to say it. I'm going to get like, Yeah, don't. Oh, my like, God. We're going to yeah. get sued, and we're not even sued. like... Yeah. There's there's this one broadcaster who is very liberal, who I would say very, um, um, <laughs> he, like, fiery. Like, oh. he's the guy. And I just, I feel like if he's, there's anyone, it's him. It's him. Interesting. But um, Interesting. he's, like, the very fiery liberal guy. But I can't, don't want to say that because I don't want to... Well, I guess people have to guess and see yeah. if we're right. But, um, okay, here's some of the others. I'm going to tell you. Go, I'm All sorry. Right. Um, okay, the stalling. famous editor of the, or publisher rather, of the New Republic, whose name is Leon Wesseltier. Okay, that was hard, yeah. Um, the entire California State Assembly, all the women from the California State Assembly wrote a letter complaining that they had been victims of sexual harassment. Of the Atlantica? <clears throat> no, this is two. <laughs> this is number two. Wait, all of the women were complaining about who, though? About the men in the California oh, State Assembly. Oh, all the entire yes, California yes, State yes, Assembly is harassed. Okay, so that's okay. two more. That the third wrong. was um, a celebrity chef from New Orleans named John Besh. Um, uh, another one, question. strangely, is Bob Weinstein. Oh, well, that's yeah. that's hardly a surprise. And the biggest surprise um, allegation to me was um, George H.W. Bush. Oh, darn it, I should have I I mean, had really, it. As a self-proclaimed conservative. I knew, I knew that story. He... he uh, grab somebody from his wheelchair, like I think you, there's even a photo. It's oh, kind of disturbing. Like some just yeah. Um, do you give him? I mean, he's ninety, whatever. Give him a pass. I'm just wondering, like, do do, do you give him a pass? Would um, you give him a pass on that? I don't know. I I, I I I well, I mean, I'll tell you. When I was in Florida um, visiting my father-in-law a couple years ago, yeah. I was by the pool, and two men in their eighties right. beckoned me over. Right. And said, and I was like, me? And they were like, yeah, yeah, come over here. And I came over and they were like, 
you look good. <laughs> you yeah. look good. And I was like, uh, thank you. Thank and you. I went back to my husband and my husband said, that's disgusting. And I was like, they're old. Yeah. And he said, no, that's still disgusting. I, so I, the thing is, I guess this is where I talk about a past, right? He's a nonagenarian in a wheelchair. So there's, there's really no <laughs> way else? she could have felt threatened. like threatened, but she could feel like that's Gross. That's gross. Yeah. And that's inappropriate. Yeah. And they need to make it. And who knows if he really did it, right? Let's, we gotta be clear. And, and then, but yeah. he, I think he actually apologized. He said, he always oh. said, like, I'm sorry if whatever happened, yeah. it, I was just joking. Okay. So, well, good for him. Um, but anyway. Okay. So those are just some of them. And, and we're gonna just, like, wait and see. Well, There's gonna be more. When the Halperin came, because I was wondering, like, when is the next shoe gonna drop? I think it's going to. Yeah. And I think if Halperin, I mean, the Toback thing, that guy sounds like he's a maniac. But mm. um, I think Halperin is the next big. Maybe. I personally don't really know who he is or care. So I, not, I really not like everyone him. is that engaged with him, but I think. Five is not, is is a lot. It is. Yeah. All right. Okay, moving on. Um, so you kind of got some of that right, but not all. I got two thirds. Partial right. credit. Well, you can give yourself two, two thirds of a point. For those scoring at home, I have 1.66. Okay. Repeating. With a, with a three Repeating. Right, with a little exactly. line on the top. All right. Okay, moving on. Um, in an article in another one of my quote unquote liberal news sources, mm -hmm. the New Yorker magazine, which I love. Um, there was an article about a prominent white nationalist shock jock called Mike Enoch. Okay. Um, and it revealed what surprising fact about him? So it was a white shock jock. White nationalist shock jock. He's part black. Well, you're on the right track. His, oh. his wife is Jewish. His wife is Jewish. Yeah, and this is a guy who has, I mean, he's he was number two on all the flyers for the... Uh, protests in Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess that, that doesn't, I mean, there's that guy, um, the, the, the guy who works for Trump, the young guy, Stephen Miller, uh, Miller. and he, he's Jewish. And I get the sense that he sort of uh, has anti-Semitic ties. So I don't find that it's particularly. Bizarre. It's so weird. Yeah, but I knew you wouldn't know it. That's why. I yeah, I didn't That's know why it. I picked. So okay, I'm cool. still at 1.66. I'm still, so I'm got, still winning. Is there, is there a, I, where am I trying to get to? At least five, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, the, here's my next question. Okay. On Tuesday, mm -hmm. you may have heard, Senator Jeff Flake of Arizona, yes. who comes from the town of Snowflake, Arizona. <laughs> that's um, a good fact. It's fantastic. Yeah, that should have um, been a bonus. That should have been my question. Should have been a bonus, yeah. <laughs> I assumed you knew that because that's so cool. He gave a heartfelt and impassioned speech denouncing the current state of American politics. He did. And he denounced the president's influence on American leadership. Yeah. Pretty much in every single way, except he never actually named him, which weirdly, I guess, um, Jeff Flake and I have in common. Yeah, he does. Yeah, you don't like to say Don, I don't. Donald nope. Trump's name. No, nope. and, and neither does Jeff Flake, yeah. I guess, or um, Obama, or uh, George W. Bush, because no, they have, they they all made speeches and none of them yeah. called the president out do You remember Harry Potter's point about that, where he's like, by not saying his name, you give him power. Oh, so you are essentially, by not saying Donald Trump, you're actually giving him power. Harry wow. Potter was right. I'm going to have to process that. Anyway. Yeah, you I think, think you're it? correct about that. Okay. Later that same day, mm -hmm. Jeff Flake joined his fellow GOP renegades, McCain, Murkowski, mm -hmm. Corker, mm -hmm. and Collins. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Not McCain. I take that back. Murkowski, yeah. Corker, and Collins. And he did what? Later the, in the same day that he gave that, that very passionate speech. Oh, he did something that uh, the left hates. Um, and supported some. So the left was kind of behind him because uh, they felt like, oh, good, now you're doing this thing. And then he did something That's that right. the left hates that is um, anathema to them. And so then everyone said, oh, well, he's not that great anyway. But what it was was probably something like 
uh, birth control rights? Nope. No. Um, <laughs> Although he is a Mormon, so that yeah, is a possibility. So it was, it's like one of those policy things that... Yes. And um, I think I'm going to give you this one. Oh, oh yeah? Okay. I think I am. Because you, you, you got the right... You got the, you gist. Got the gist? Yeah. yeah. Although there's but a bonus I'm, question. So the, what he did was he voted with them to uh, against a rule yeah. that would have allowed customers to have class action suits against financial, financial institutions. So basically now... Their customers have to agree to arbitration right. if they right. have any disagreements with, like, for example, Wells Fargo or Equifax. Right, right. Okay. Because, because at the end of the day, he's still a conservative, right? Yes. Like, that, I mean, we're not. Nobody ever said Flake's not a conservative. I think. No, he's what, very conservative. What they're, what, what's happening, right, is that, um, though, that there is a different, a different kind of conservative, right? There was a, uh, I think Flake was a pro, pro business. Maybe, I, although somebody said that he was actually one of the original Tea Party guys. Uh, very beginning knows. ones. So, so, um, but anyway, I, I think Flake um, looked good for thirty seconds yeah. and long term, maybe like an hour. Yeah, maybe like an hour, and then everyone said like, okay. But so you know that's what it really your, says to me, Andrew? It's this thing. like polarization thing where, you know, then everybody was like, Flake is amazing, and then you know, two hours later, Flake is the worst. And I think like, why can we not admire some parts of a politician? And understand that they're going to do things we disagree with other times. And I'm not saying you have to like get on the Jeff Flake train and you don't have yeah. to vote for him for president, which I'm guessing is what he's going to do next. Maybe. But you can still admire him for making this um, speech and having the you know nerve to get up and make it. His voice was shaking the whole time. Yeah. I favored the audience. No, I think it was sincere. I just think that at some level, like I actually thought what George W. Bush said was meaningful and interesting and well crafted. Like yeah. right, he came out there and he has nothing to gain or to lose. Yeah. Right. Flake is exactly the opposite. He's a guy who um, yeah, he's at the beginning of his political clearly, career. Yeah. Is clearly gearing up for something else. He didn't and and you know he was basically scoring all of his points on style, not substance. Like he was basically saying, oh, Donald Trump cheapens the presidency and he tweets too much and he's. Oh, I wouldn't call that style. But. I think, uh, well, I think it. I think it is. It's actually about it's 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 Trump's style of delivery and the way that he, you know, is sort of. I a, he was complaining about Trump's style rather than his policy sub substance. Yeah, because, he wasn't because because he agrees. Well, and also because the policies, frankly, are like a little unclear. Well, right, it's so. murky. So, um, but I thought that all of his kind of. You kind of went through that, and he's like, you know, he says a lot of things that I think everybody agrees with. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, and when I, it comes down to it, he's still a conservative, and it just was funny to watch people's heads like spin with that. Yeah. Um, and I do have a bonus question on oh, this good. one because I'm taking about points. It's also like, yeah, you should take that. You yeah. should take that. Um, what percentage of consumers win their cases when they go to arbitration against financial institutions? That's a good. Under ten percent. Oh my god. Andrew, that's really good. It's nine percent. Ah, nicely done. Thank you. I'm, I'm really proud of you. Three points. I guess you must read the Intercept. No, I had no idea. But <laughs> like, I, so there's two things that I think are really geared towards, geared against consumers, and I, I think arbitration. This might be a little arbit dry. This might be a little dry. Yeah, okay. right. we'll just, so we want to get wait, in the weeds we'll on this one. No, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take a snapshot of <laughs> okay, the weeds, and snapshot. then we'll move on. Take a quick picture of arbitration weeds, and NDAs. I think both of those things are. Yes. Problem. Yes. Okay. Agreed. Let's move on. All right. Um, Here's a fun one. So, this week, what 90s sitcom star made an offer to a female journalist that she refused? Um, can I ask if it's a male or a woman? 
Oh, it was a man. It was a man, okay. So a 90s sitcom star made an offer to a female journalist that she refused. It was an inappropriate offer? Well, that's what... Oh, they, I guess, okay, well, um, uh, <laughs> 90s sitcom star. Um, what was the biggest sitcom in the 90s? I was going to say Full House. Oh, but no. Is that not the biggest? Adult Oh, Friends, sitcom. Friends. So oh. let me keep, let me get it. So now is it going to be Joey or is it going to be Chandler or is it going to be Ross? I'm going to go against type and say Ross. Wow. David I'm Schwimmer. Actually, I have David to say, considering that you did not know this at all, yeah. right? Like, yeah. you didn't really know this. No, I'm just guessing. Wow. I gave you a little clue, but still, that's pretty good. David Schwimmer. <laughs> 4.66, baby. Okay. But yeah, you don't really know the answer. So what he, no. what he did was a female journalist was interviewing him, mm -hmm. and they were in a hotel restaurant, and it was really loud. Mm -hmm. Like us with the dog last mm -hmm. week, and he said, "Why don't <laughs> why you go gotta, up?" Why you gotta pick up the dog? <laughs> Sorry. That's Sorry, really Alex. Nice. Um, so he said, "Why don't we go up to my hotel room yeah. and we can continue the interview there?" Right. But then he said, "Oh, if you're uncomfortable, right. I can get a chaperone." Oh, okay. So he was doing right. what He's you like, think men should do, and she was like, "I'm good, thanks." That's really funny. so. Yeah, he did the gentlemanly so, thing. So the, I think the I think the real story there, right, is like that he's the one that's supposedly the nice guy. He's yes. not the nice one. No, no, but he was nice. He actually was nice. See how that was a trick question a little bit. Yeah, but he was still propositioning. Her. No, and he then wasn't. He got, no, he wasn't. His whole point was well, that he was saying, "Let's go to the hotel room because it's quiet." And oh. she was like, "Yeah, that's a great so idea." So it was all fine. It was totally like it was totally legit. gentlemanly and above board. Yeah. yeah, but um, I don't know. Like, it was. couldn't she have maybe been like, no, 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 I don't need a chaperone, and then he's like, no, but that's not what happened. Okay, because <laughs> we know about it. All right, so he's, he yeah. is again. Nice I will guy. say that the movie that he was promoting, that yeah. he's currently promoting, is about a guy who grooms and then rapes a young girl over the uh, awesome. grooms her over the. So maybe he's yeah. method actor. So that was kind of weird to tell. I thought. <laughs> okay. Okay. Next, um, Congress announced this week. This is big news. Okay. That it is going to pursue. Investigations into two political figures for corruption and collusion, possible collusion with Russia. This is like the moment we've all been waiting for. Yeah. What, who are they investigating, Andrew? Paul Manafort and Flynn. So no, actually, funnily enough, the two funnily? people, <laughs> funnily enough, okay. the two people that they're um, gonna investigate are Obama and Hillary Clinton. <laughs> See, that's why that is truly a not my tribe question because yeah I didn't yeah I didn't, I didn't know although that. if you've been watching Fox News I kind I of do feel like there you was this, know that. I did hear there was this sort of Hillary based dossier or something yeah. like the Clinton, yeah. Clinton so, funded yeah, thing I just want to say the House Intelligence Committee is looking into a sale of a uranium mine that supposedly Clinton that's funny. agreed to to a Russian company and they are also investigating the FBI's decision not to prosecute Hillary over her email. Is that just source that story? Where did it come from? The New York Times. New York Times. Okay. Yeah. Okay. See, that's awesome. Yeah, I should lose a point for that. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'm still at four point six six repeating. All right. Um, How many more do I have? I know. Just I, there's two more. Good. Okay. So are I can, you, I can, are you do, still it. I can do it. Okay, let's do it. I only have to get to five. Um, this is not really from a news source, but uh -huh. it's from our major news source, which of course is Facebook. Um, and I just <laughs> and I just wonder. Our uh -huh. yeah. I know you get your news from Facebook too. I do. Um, what percentage of Americans have a passport? Oh, that's a good question. Um, and you like seem pretty good at guessing numbers, so now I'm a little nervous that I asked. Uh, I'm going to say 
uh, between 20 and 30 percent. Okay, so you're you're lowballing it. It's yeah. actually 46 percent. Oh, that's actually pretty high. Okay. Up from 36 percent two uh-huh. years ago. Okay. Uh, yeah, which m- maybe that's around when the the no, that's Trump a, campaign began, so maybe that's there's not, a correlation there. That's actually higher than I would have guessed. Okay. Oh, I guess it is higher but than I actually interesting, guessed. Here's the more interesting part, which is that the states with the lowest percentages of people with passports are clustered in the, the South, South yeah. the Midwest, yeah. the Upper Midwest, and the Great Plains states. And any um, cities that have a high urban population or that are on the coasts yeah. have much higher percentages. Yeah. And can you maybe guess what is the state that has the lowest, that has only 17% of its people have passports? I can guess it's one of five, uh, and then I'm only narrow it down. It's either Alabama, uh, West Virginia, um, Tennessee, Kentucky, or New Mexico. You're, you're, you're wrong, but you're not on the wrong track. It's, it's Mississippi. Oh, and obviously there's like a, you know, there's an affluence yeah, issue too I here. It. Because, uh, you know, getting a passport, yeah. I think if you get four passports for a family of four, it's like $400. Yeah. I just actually, I saw recently a chart of like the heroin epidemic and that was like, those, those are the, are the states. Five. I mean, there's probably a correlation there yeah. too, sadly. All right. Um, next and last question. I got to get this one. This is for all the marbles. This was reported in that bastion of liberal reporting and offbeat wacky news, the Washington Post. Um, a new UCLA study mm-hmm. found. I, you know what? In the Washington Post, like I don't have a subscription to that, and so I hate the Washington Post because <laughs> people always link to it. It's do you gotten, have? If you bought, you buy it. I actually do it? have an online subscription. So now. I did haven't done that. Yeah. And uh, and so I don't know anything. It's Washington owned Post. by someone from our online. Yeah, yeah, Jeff Bezos, Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like our. You know, we're obviously very close to him. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. According to this new UCLA study, stress, hostility, incivility, and polarization have increased where since the 2016 election. And I don't mean what country, I mean in what sector. In what sector? Mm-hmm. Um, is this the stress? Stress, hostility, hostility, incivility, and polarization. I guess in social media. No, interesting, good choice. Good, uh, good, good well, guess, I should say. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, in a, in a, a sector of the, I mean, I would say it's across the whole society. Like, <laughs> it's everything. Like, like, I think if you measured it, anywhere you'd measure it, you'd find it. Um, but um, maybe, uh, I would say political debate, I would say the media, I would the say... The answer might surprise you. Uh, maybe. Only because it's extra depressing. Extra depressing? Like, schools. Oh, God. That was too good a clue. Yeah, I mean, it was a good clue, clue, but I'm taking my points. I'm taking them. It's public high school. 5.66. That so, is a passing really close. I think that was our record, actually. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. apparently, the use of unsubstantiated sources is on the rise. Yeah. Well, which also isn't surprising. So, you know, all you plagiarizers out there, news. like, now is your moment. Seize your carpe diem, your um, plagiarism. Yeah, it's actually, it's true. Like, actually, my kids' school... And again, we're in Connecticut, not in, but they, fancy, they Connecticut. fancy Connecticut, as we like to call it. Um, but like they did like a, before the election, they did like a fake poll of, of mm-hmm. who people would vote for. Yeah. And, uh, and I think the teachers were just, were both like stunned and shocked and like, um, that like Trump won in the, in the kids, the kids, the kids what? all voted and they all voted for Trump. What? And like, and the teachers were like, this is not what we wanted to happen. Wow. And it was, um, I guess it was a learning, a teaching moment for yeah, the teachers. It, yeah. It was like, I guess we just did not have the pulse of the, That's fascinating. it was really interesting. Yeah. Wow. So I would say our school was pretty divided probably, um, but not, not, it wasn't tilted that far. 
Excellent. So that was a great, yep. not my track. It's more fun to answer the questions than the. Is it? Oh, good. I'm so glad you liked it. Um, so <laughs> I worked what, really hard on it. You did actually do a great job. <laughs> um, so, uh, so the, our, our, I guess the second story that we're can we move to the second. Yeah, story? let's move on to our topics. So uh, one of the things actually that came up this week, um, which is not a news story, but that actually I think is an interesting story, right? Is that you and I got into like several fights online. Right. So let's just we should preface this by saying you know. We don't want to presume that everyone out there is interested in our social media arguments. What was interesting about it was that, um, and this is kind of what brought us to this room together in the first place, is we're both really interested in how do these arguments develop, right? Between two people who ostensibly like each other, who get along in mm -hmm. person, as mm -hmm. you can hear, um, but, but what happens when two people fight online? And how is that different? And what happens? And I have to say, like, you were really mean to me online a couple times this week. And I'm okay with it. I'm a big girl. I can take it. But it was really surprising to me, especially considering that we are working on this together. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, maybe we could talk I'm, about that I'm, a little. So, I'm, I'm sorry. I was mean. No, no, you don't have to apologize. <laughs> well, I, I think I, if anyone, if I anyone ever like calls me mean, I always will apologize. Oh, okay. I don't, well, that was a bit I of a love blow. I don't try to be mean. Um, but I, so, I think... Um, and it, by the way, I don't think it was my intent to be mean, but I do think that the one of the things, things about social media and kind of when you, when you write something, let's say you write two paragraphs, three paragraphs, uh, or I write two, three which paragraphs. Which I sometimes do. Wait, wait, we're both wordy. Um, <laughs> and what happens a lot of the times is there's something in there that you're, that you're, the other person's brain hones in on you like, oh, that's not right. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. and, and so you miss... In the conversation we're having, um, you're going to say a lot of things. I mean, but I, but I can't. I'm just going to kind of have the gist of what you said, right. and the gist of you, what you said probably feels very reasonable to right. me. And you know, as I kind of well, because we also have tone and body language. Yeah, and all but there's, that stuff there's all of that. But yeah. also, just kind of in terms of memory, like I can't literally just pinpoint the one place. You can't yet replay what I just said. Exactly. Okay. And on social media, what happens, and this happens on every argument you ever find, like somebody writes three paragraphs and then they'll go in <laughs> and then somebody will go in and they'll grab like, you know, the weakest point you made and oh, the one that's the I see where user. you're going with this, Andrew, because that is what I did to you. No. Yes, no, I did. Because you wrote a very long and impassioned it wasn't even a post, it was like a comment on a thread. And I, you made one questionable, very yeah. questionable, right. sloppy point. Right. And I, Jumped up. to my credit, <laughs> I picked it out and mocked you a little bit. Yeah. So maybe I was a little mean. Well, and, you, uh, and I think in the, that I was situation, sarcastic. not to get too inside baseball, but like <laughs> you did kind of like, in, in terms of your metaphor, you brought up slavery. Which did is, I? Yeah, and like, oh. and honestly for, yeah, you were like, well, would you, how would you, if we said you kind of created a equivalency between whatever I was saying, which I can't even remember, oh, and like, okay. would you would you apologize for slavery? And I was like, wow, like we just went to slavery. Like, oh, I actually like, thought that was a really it's smart. Like slavery and, and Nazism and a few other things are a little bit trigger. So you words. felt okay. So you yeah, felt I felt that like that was an unfair. That while that might be a decent thing, there's an implication by, by just by bringing up the word slavery yeah. of race. Well, so here's the issue, which is I would totally have said that to you face to face. Yeah, but. 
when you're having an argument on Facebook, it's in public, right? right? And this is like, I think the thing that we forget, which is we get caught up in these one-on-one arguments, we start you like taking each other apart, and we're doing it in front of an audience. So it's almost like we're up on a stage, yeah. and we are um, like just being just nasty to each other. Yeah. And you know, if we do it in person, it's a different it's a different scenario, yeah. and it's just the two of us sitting in a room, you know, with a microphone. Um, but <laughs> well, and and what I think is interesting too is kind of I felt a little more probably than I would in the past. So in the past, like you would kind of post your things and things would make me angry inside, but I would I would sort of temper that because <laughs> I know like I'm doing this now in front of, you know, I'm writing this in front of all of your friends who don't know me and yeah. it's sort of yeah. like coming into your house and, you know, yeah. being like, let me talk about how I feel. So I, I, you know, traditionally in social media, like I'm pretty tempered about that, although I sometimes am not. But, um, but since we're doing this, yeah. I felt very much like, oh, well, we just can argue the points. And yes, yes, um, but it's weird. There's something different about doing it online. And it's different. But I will say I also noticed a little sneaky tactic that you started using. Oh, yeah. Which you may not be consciously aware of. No. Um, but both times that you and I got into these like very heated exchanges, one of which, by the way, was so heated that I went to completely the wrong terminal at the airport because I was, oh, so, right. I was so busy yeah. <laughs> arguing with you that I at some point uh, looked I, up and was like, I'm in terminal D. Can I, can I guess what it was? Yeah. My sneaky tactic that I shifted from the second person to the third person. No, I didn't even notice that, but now yeah. I'm going to be aware of that. So thanks for letting yeah, me know. Yeah, that is. A sneaky no, tactic. it was. You know, you did not argue with me on posts that I made. You argued with me only when I commented on someone else's post. So I'd be in the middle of an argument with another person, and all of a sudden here comes Andrew in. jumping into the argument. It's and true. I thought it was interesting because, like, that way you knew. Because that now I was I'm like, in someone else's exactly, living room. And you knew I was undefended. Besides, right? that guy like, Bill Dawes was supposed to be on the show today, and he didn't show he's up. Too so. busy. He's too famous and busy. He is an important person. But uh, <laughs> I, he sort of said he'd come in and... Yeah, we may still get him if we're so, good. So anyway, uh, for those of you who think uh, that I... Um, that that we... What should I say? We apologize for, for oh, yeah. airing our, langu- our, our laundry. And I apologize to you because obviously that's, that's not the intent. And actually the intent of this podcast is really to try to get past that. Yeah. And I think one of the interesting sort of things about that is that maybe it's not maybe it's the medium maybe that's the real I would say it's a combination problem. and I, and the other thing I want to say is that I think because you and I are friends and yeah. we're like quite genial to each other in yeah. person I think sometimes that people might forget and we might forget that we actually do disagree about a lot we 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 probably do. We do for sure and that was like my little reminder of that this week which I thought was interesting. And and one of the other things I think too um Oh, I, I've just lost Oh my God, time. you just wanted to have the last word. <laughs> no, I, I'll leave it, let's did. leave it at that. Yeah, I'm getting let's the last word. Let's leave it at that. Me. Um, I'm not sure we actually disagree about, it, it depends what you consider a lot. Okay, fair enough. Because if we took somebody from Alabama and put them in the room, okay, then you might enough. really understand fair enough. what it so is So let's. we're going to bring that person in To disagree eventually. a lot. And yes. yeah, we should start to think about that. And you're like, what? Guests from Alabama. Yeah. I have a couple in mind. Yeah. Um, All right, so. So that's the... Uh, that I think is the social media story. The only other um, thing I had was uh, kind of I had a Trump theory, and then there was also a, a white discrimination oh. story that we could talk about. Okay. Um, but I'll tell you about my Trump theory. Okay. Because I actually see, see now in um, in social media and every everything, I'm actually starting to feel like people that. 
starting to, to feel like people don't quite get Trump in the sense that, that people are continually outraged at sort of who he is mm -hmm. and are continually can't like Andrew Sullivan for example today mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. wrote I thought a really beautiful piece and Jeff Flake wrote a really nice yeah made a nice speech about all of these things and it reminded me and I just wanted to make this point um, so when I was in business school, there's this guy, Clay Christensen. He came up with the, um, that theory of the innovator's dilemma. It's a famous theory about I didn't go to business disrupt, school, so. disruptive innovation. Oh, oh, and, yeah. and so one of the cases he did was talking about how um, when you go to at McDonald's, they kind of did a study of milkshakes. Okay. And I so, like chocolate. So guess what? I think it was the first, but maybe it was the second. But guess what the second most sort of time of day when people consume milkshakes was? Breakfast. Exactly. Okay, yeah. You nailed it. So why do you think that is? Okay, that's a much harder question. <laughs> it is, right? Um, there's an actual reason. There's an actual reason. Why people have milkshakes for breakfast. Because it's like forbidden fruit? Because no. they're not supposed to have them then? Because it has the word milk in it? Yeah, it's a good, it's a good hypothesis. <laughs> <laughs> it's not in this case correct. Only wrong. But no, so, so, his, so it turns out the reason that people uh, have milkshakes when they ask them for breakfast is because they wanted something that they could consume while driving and they wanted something that was filling this country and and so people that would be why where's a good where's a good pain au chocolat when you need it right so um and so that's why they have the breakfast milkshake and and yet it's a horrible choice right it's not so but, healthy but but christensen's point with all of that is like it really helps to think about like what is the problem that people are buying this product for okay. and what is the product that it's solving and so people weren't thinking about that. People think, oh, it's a milkshake, so that's like a dessert. So that's what people are buying for. And he's like, no, that's actually not it. They wanted something filling that they could they could consume with them, right? while they drive. Okay, so so tell me how the milkshakes apply to Trump. What's the problem that Trump is a breakfast milkshake? Okay. So people think that 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 they've hired Trump. What what is the job that you've hired him? People think that they've hired Trump to fix um, problems to lead. Yeah. People think that they've hired Trump to well, that's a, yeah. to change policies, to change things, to make what to you change would norm, the country. What you would normally think a president would be hired for, right? But I don't think that's the case. Okay, I think people people have actually the people who voted for Trump have hired him for two reasons. One is to completely destroy Congress. Okay, and because they've been told for the last and, thirty years that government is terrible, so right. they want someone and, to take it apart. And and two to poke. Uh, a finger in the eye of liberals who have been um, crowing who, with and gloating over the right, last and who, eight years. who have been contemptuous and who have or or have been um, supercilious or or been, right. And actually, well, he's I, a great choice for both of those things. He does that extremely well. Yes. In fact, he's perfect. He is. He is. He solves those two problems. Yeah. Great. The yeah. way that a milkshake for breakfast solves solves, mm -hmm. solves two and and yet it's a terrible choice. Yes, and, that's pretty good. Andrew. And so that's that's my wow. milkshake for breakfast wow. theory. I'm I'm awarding you the Nobel Prize he, for he's actually theories. He's actually doing the job that he was hired to do. That he was hired. Yeah, to do. the problem is, of course, that the majority of people in the country did not hire him. That's where we're getting into some like sticky, sticky I business guess. here. I no, guess. what do you mean you guess? That's no, like, I mean that's what the numbers say. You know, but it's the system we have. Like, yeah, like. Uh, it's sort of like saying, I ran the most yards, so I should win the football game. It's like, mm -hmm. no, it doesn't matter how many yeah. yards you ran, it's who got no, the I most mean, I points. Think, I think you're right, I just don't see where that takes us. But I guess, you know, it helps sort of to figure out why he's here. 
now we just have to figure out um, how to get a better person. I'm so pleased you liked my notes. I really did like Carrie. it. Thank you. Um, so I think we can wrap up. Is that what you're I saying? I think so. You're giving I, me the give me the hook. Well, I don't know. I you know um, I want to so, keep this commute friendly. <laughs> I really don't think we disagree on so many things, but I could be wrong. Uh, so thank you all for listening. We're going to do a couple of things. We're going to uh, start a Facebook group, so that'll be coming soon. So people can come in Facebook here and page. Yep. tell me page group. I think it's page. Um, we'll let where you know. where you can tell me how wrong I am and, and continue the conversation because like so many people have contacted us and said yeah. I have so many things I want to say so we're gonna give you a place to say it and they're all named Toby <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and then um, and then finally I think we're right after this we're gonna try to do a little Facebook live I don't know what we're gonna talk about on that but we're gonna see if that works so anyway a lot planned um, thank and, you Andrew uh, thank you Xanthi and I'm sorry and we're friends that's okay we're always friends all right. And uh, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye.